morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and boy, do we have some football to talk about today. Yesterday was Thanksgiving, so I hope you all had a fantastic day with your friends, family, however you celebrated. Just hope you had a good day. Hope you enjoyed the football. We'll be discussing what we saw yesterday, and then we'll just go ahead and go game by game by game by game by game. Talk about some injuries that are maybe going to affect those games, uh, and a couple other things as well, like you know the, the odds and all that fun stuff. So why don't we just go ahead, sit back, relax, sip our coffee, and enjoy the show. get too far going i do have a guest with me today this is pip the cockatiel as he's made a couple guest appearances today is his birthday so i didn't have his the heart to uh lock him out of the room like i normally does if he gets a little crazy we'll, we'll take him out but uh, hopefully he'll be okay everyone if you could just say happy birthday to pip happy hatch day i guess if you will since you know it comes out of an egg uh but it's his day it's his little day so uh let's talk about some football though good morning everyone thank you for tuning in we'll start things off I try to get some news, but, you know, given the holiday, uh, really all week, we haven't had much news, but especially since yesterday was Thanksgiving, the only news is really going to pertain to the games. However, I did find one story, and that is that Anthony Richardson has returned to the Colts facilities. Uh, he, he is going to be practicing with them rest of year, at least like present at practices, present at the games. And he's just said he's working on his mental reps, just kind of getting back into the flow of things, learning, you know, getting acclimated still to the NFL. He is still a rookie, even if he is injured. So it's just cool to see him put in that extra effort, be with the team still, get those reps uh, and, and watch everything unfold, even with the injury. So that's just cool to see A-Rich back at the Colts facility. Wish him the best of luck in his recovery. And hopefully he can bounce back strong next year. Did see something cool about Anthony Richardson. You know, sometimes it never really clicks that, you know, Rookies can be younger than next year's rookies, for example. And Anthony Richardson actually younger than Caleb Williams. For your so for you dynasty guys out there, you know, Anthony Richardson, while he does have this year in the league, uh, he's still, you know, extremely young, still really talented, still has a really bright future ahead of him. So I still think he's worth paying the dynasty price tag. That's so massive for him. I think he's gonna be good. So that's the Anthony Richardson news. Let's talk a little bit about yesterday's games. We'll start things off with the Lions-Packers. Very disappointing game, but also a very exciting game. I mean, we all wanted the Lions to win. Let's admit it here. But the Packers do come out and beat the Lions. And honestly, not even for a second did it really look like the Lions would win this game. The Packers came out and scored right away. They came out and scored on their next drive. And then they got a, uh, a, a defensive touchdown. So it was just not good uh, for the Detroit Lions, to be completely honest. They did end up getting it within a score, 22-29. to 29, But really, the big storyline here is going to be Jordan Love, who now, over the last three weeks, has over 900 total yards. 879 of those are passing. He has seven touchdowns to only two interceptions over the last three games. So Jordan Love looking like he's here. We've been talking about that now for a couple weeks. We never gave up on Jordan Love here on the Wake and Take pointed out that way too many things were looking good. He just had to put a whole game together. And now he's finally putting the whole games together. And I mean, everyone is benefiting. We talked about last week, he had like 11 different receivers catch the ball. In this game, he had eight different pass catchers catch the ball. And that is in a game where we didn't have John Tavian Wicks, where we didn't have Luke Musgrave, where we didn't have Josiah DeGuara. And still Jordan Love threw for 268 yards and three touchdowns. Just a really good day for him. I think he's here, and I think he's definitely the Packers franchise quarterback for years to come. I mean, he's looking really good. And the connection with Christian Watson is finally forming. We talked about this two weeks ago, or last Monday, 
not this Monday. So yeah, two, I guess last week 10 at the end of week 10, I was starting to get worried about Christian Watson saying, you know, like I'm not giving up yet. I'm still a firm believer in Christian Watson always have been. But if we don't start to see a ceiling game over the next few weeks, that is when I would start to press the panic button. So glad I didn't press the panic button as he did finally show some signs of life, five receptions for 94 yards and a touchdown. And I mean, you know, the first play of the game, that was Christian Watson getting a 50 something yard catch. uh, And then, Came right back again, got another catch. They got another target. Then he scored the touchdown later. I mean, it was just a really good day for him. And I think that that chemistry with Jordan Love, this is just the beginning. And we will start to see those Christian Watson ceiling games that we saw last year sooner rather than later. So start to get Christian Watson if you can. Because I do think he's going to solidify himself as a at least top 24 wide receiver going into next season. Uh, Some other just quick storylines here. Malik Heath, in the absence of Dontavian Wicks, did step up. He had four receptions, uh, and he looked pretty decent. Not sure if that's going to continue to bleed into the Packers game scripts and game plans or not. But still, uh, Malik Heath, you know, rookie, showed up, had some good catches, looked pretty spry out there. So in your deeper leagues, could be someone worth stashing to see how, you know, just that kind of develops. I mean, there's already so many mouths to feed here in the Packers. But like I said, with Jordan Love hitting so many different receivers week in, week out i mean anyone here could be fantasy relevant so malik heath maybe has something up the up his sleeve and then for the lions really no big takeaways here i pretty much everyone on the lions did what was expected goff had 300 yards david montgomery got a touchdown gibbs had four receptions and over 70 yards jameson williams had a big splash play sam laporta he had his five receptions and a touchdown craig reynolds and khalif raymond both of those guys showed up so the lions did all show up uh, just wasn't enough, and they were too slow to get started as the Packers came out firing on all cylinders, and ultimately, that's what wins them the game. The Lions, of course, though, will bounce back, and if you, I mean, if you want, you can still try to buy Lions players, but I know that their price isn't really changing here. So the next game we had was the Cowboys Commanders, absolute bloodbath. Cowboys came out there and slaughtered the Commanders. Uh, really, the only Commanders takeaway here is that Curtis Samuel is still really relevant. He had a hundred yards in this game. No one else had more than 52. That was Jahan Dotson. So Curtis Samuel, I mean, he's startable week in, week out. I mean, the dude just keeps getting volume no matter what. It is crazy. But for the Cowboys, uh, you know it's pretty bad for the opposing team when you see Kevonte Turpin score receiving touchdown. I mean, everyone was having some action. Dak had 331 yards and four touchdowns. Tony Pollard finally had 100 yards and a touchdown. Finally, a Tony Pollard game. Brandon Cooks is still cooking. He had four receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. C.D. Lamb got himself a touchdown. He has now five touchdowns over the last five games. I mean, he is just absolutely on fire along with the rest of this Cowboys offense. So, hey, if you tuned into Trade Gods on Wednesday on Thanksgiving Eve, you got yourself a good tidbit here, as I did say, to buy Tony Pollard because I felt like he would rebound. And even with Rico Dowdle scoring a touchdown, Tony Pollard still had a really decent game. So I do think he's back. I do think that he's the Tony Pollard that we've been waiting for. Uh, And it's going to be exciting rest of season as this Cowboys team makes their playoff push. It's going to be good. And lastly, this did come out before Thanksgiving, but Ron Rivera, you know, we've already expected him to be on the hot seat, but it has been confirmed at this point. Uh, Commander's owner Josh Harris came out and said, after this season, we will be evaluating Ron Rivera. I think that's the right move for sure. I mean, he's just time and time again just completely failing as a head coach after too many years of tenure. So looking like he'll be leaving the commanders. and That's probably a good thing. The last game we had yesterday was the 49ers Seahawks. Yet another game that just was not close, partly because the Seahawks were a bit banged up. I mean, Kenneth Walker being out is a huge blow. Zach Charbonnet is just not that good of a running back at all. 
He had himself 14 carries for 47 yards and four receptions for 11. So, I mean, it's a decent day. I mean, good usage. And it's especially surprising given that Kenny McIntosh had no touches. That was something that was reported earlier in the week that Kenny McIntosh should get some usage with, uh, uh, with Walker out. But that didn't happen. I mean, it's good and it's uh, encouraging if you own Zach Charbonnet that he's the one getting all the usage with Kenneth, Walk Kenneth Walker's injury. But still, he's not really good enough. I mean, it is a tough 49ers defense, so we're not going to ride him off completely here. But still slightly disappointing. But, I mean, however, I mean, Kenny Mac, or not Kenny Mac, Zach Charbonnet had the most yards out of really all the entire Seahawks. Geno Smith only had 180 yards. JSN was the leading receiver, and he only had 41 so, I mean, the 58 yards from Zach Charbonnet off of 15 touches, still pretty encouraging. So you can't complain there. And for the 49ers, while Brock Purdy finally had a pedestrian day, this had to happen again eventually. He was on fire the past couple weeks. The 49ers still completely dominated. Christian McCaffrey had 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns. He also added five receptions. You know, that's Christian McCaffrey's stat line. And Debo Samuel bounced back as well. Another player we talked about buying on Trade Gods Wednesday night. Debo Samuel, really good piece to try to get if you're competing. Just because he's the cheapest option in the San Francisco 49ers, but still one of the better athletes in the entire league. Uh, it's just people are scared of his volume and his health. But, I mean, he's just a baller. It is what it is. 79 receiving yards, 14 rushing yards. Gets himself a touchdown. So just quick little class for Debo Samuel. One of my favorite players in the league. I, I love that guy. So to see him continue to ball out like this is just so exciting. So those were all the Thanksgiving games. Those are my thoughts from it. Let's go ahead and check into your comments uh, real quick. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Harry Snowman. I hope you all had a great day, everyone. Uh, is a Anthony Richardson worth the Godfather offer? Yes, I would say so. I really do think it's worth paying up for uh, Anthony Richardson. Uh, Harry Snowman says, I think Reed is that guy that TD catch was amazing. It was. And even more important, that throw from Jordan Love was amazing. If you want to check it out, I did post it to our Twitter this morning, the Player Profiler Twitter. Go check it out. I mean, what a window that Jordan Love fit that through. So, a really, really good performance from Jordan Love and really the rest of the Packers. So good day for them. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I see a lot of start sick questions. We'll talk about some of those uh, after I go through. We'll talk about every game. I'll, I'll, I'll answer some of your questions, but we can't get to them all. We have start sit on Sunday that you could tune into for sure. Well, let's start talking about week 12. First off, we have a Black Friday game. So we're having the Dolphins taking on the Jets in New York. The Dolphins are still favored by seven and a half points, but Devon Achan is not expected to play. There was still an outside chance that he could do it, given the injury that he picked up on Sunday was not told to be serious, and he was picking up limited practices all week, but the Dolphins are taking their time here, and I think that that's the best decision possible. So still use this window to buy Devon Achan, because again, the Dolphins taking their time here suggests that they want him at 100%, and also they don't need him to beat the Jets. The Tim Boyle-led Jets are not going to be good. I think the Dolphins easily cover the seven and a half point spread. Uh, and it's going to, you know, just come down to Tyreek Hill, absolutely slicing up Sauce Gardner. Wide receiver twos have not had a good days against the Jets. So, you know, Jalen Waddle may have just a normal game again. Uh, but either way, all of these Dolphins need to be started. They're going to look good. And I mean, for the Jets, uh, I'm not, I think I'm not going to be starting Garrett Wilson this week, but I will be starting Brees Hall. I mean, obviously you've got to start Brees Hall week in, week out, but still, um, some people would be thinking about it with Tim Boyle under center, but I think Brees Hall should still get a, a ton of receiving usage, but still look decent on the ground, even if it comes down to garbage time. So look for Brees Hall to still have a good game here. And I'm going to go with the, the Dolphins to win the game. The next one we have was the Jaguars Texans there. This is in Houston, but the Jaguars are favorited. 
an injury here is that Noah Brown is not practicing this week. One thing to note uh, when I talk about these did not participate, these do not practice people uh, that mispracticed this week. Yesterday was Thanksgiving. Uh, so a lot of these DMPs come on Wednesday. So it's been a couple days since then. It's possible that a few of these players maybe could have gotten in a limited practice on Thanksgiving if it wasn't Thanksgiving. So while do not practices is extremely concerning and not what you want to see, it is still possible that it's not as severe as it is in weeks past. So for the most part, when I mention these DMPs, just keep monitoring them instead of like expecting them to be out. And Noah Brown's case, I probably do expect him to be out given he missed last week as well and still not practicing at all. Uh, but still, uh, just keep your eye on it for all of these people that I say did not participate in practice. Who do I think will win this game? I mean, I honestly do want to go with the Jaguars here. I think that obviously the Texans are playing really good football, but I still think the Jaguars are the top dog in this division. Uh, and it's going to take like next year, I think, for the Texans to try to win it. Uh, of course, still within an arm's reach. If the Texans win this game, I wouldn't be surprised if they go on to win the division, but I'm going to pick the Jaguars. Uh, and again, in this case, start them all. Start all your Texans. Start all your Jaguars. This is a game I'm most excited for. Uh, I mean, all, literally anyone you have, you know, start your Calvin Ridley's, start your Zay Jones, start your Evan Ingrams, right? I mean, just get them all in your lineups. Get all your Texans into, of course, your Tank Dell, your Strouds. I mean, this should be a shootout given it's a divisional matchup and given these offenses have looked really good the past couple weeks. The next game we have is the Saints Falcons. And for me, this is so exciting that I get a weekend where not only my Michigan Wolverines get to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes in the game, but I also have my Atlanta Falcons taking on the Saints. I get rivalry weekend. So I'm pretty excited about that. The Falcons are favorited. I definitely think the Falcons will win this game. Michael Thomas landed on IR earlier this week, so they will be without him. Not that that's a big blow. I think they'll be fine with Rashid Shahid and A.T. Perry and still just using Jawan Johnson, Chris Olave, Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara. So I don't think the biggest blow in the world, but still going to hurt a little bit. For the Falcons, Mac Hollins did not practice, so potentially look for Kaderil um, uh, Hodge to continue to get some usage. This will be Desmond Ritter getting the start again, as we talked about. I'm pretty excited about that. I do think he adds some sort of identity to this Falcons offense and makes it run and click a little bit better. So I think that'll be good overall for everyone. Um, start them up. You know, divisional games are good. Start all your Falcons. Start all your Saints. Some report I did see is that Bijan Robinson, this is actually per Arthur Smith, Bijan Robinson is expected to be let loose this week. He is not expected to be utilized in the way he had earlier in the season. Uh, I'm assuming what happened is Arthur Smith was brought into Arthur Blank's office during the bye week and was like, why the hell are you not putting the ball in our playmakers? So hopefully this isn't all smoke and we actually see true Bijan Robinson usage what we saw the actual quote is Bijan reportedly going to have an even bigger part of the game plan coming out of the bye week so hey maybe use this opportunity to pay for Bijan Robinson because while it's still really expensive the buy window is still open and usually with players like that the buy window is just completely shut the fact that it's open even just a tiny bit to me suggests that you should try to buy him while you still can because if he does come out there and have a 70 percent plus opportunity share then he's definitely not going to be able to be purchased at all he's going to be way 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 too expensive or just completely off the block in general so try to get Bijan before it's too late the next game we have is the Steelers Bengals this game could have been so much more exciting uh if it wasn't Jake Browning under center but with Joe Burrow out for the rest of the season it's hard to get excited for these Bengals games the big storyline here is the Steelers. They're actually favorited in this game. And of course, this comes after they have fired their offensive coordinator. So this will be the first week without Matt Canada calling the plays. 
very excited to see how this looks. I have no insight into what it'll look like. What I imagine and what we tend to see when we see coaching changes is that these players are just allowed to play ball. There's not much of uh, X's and O's. You have to do this type of game plan. It's, hey, Kenny Pickett, go play football. Hey, George Pickens, go play football. Hey, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, you guys are playing really well the past couple weeks. Continue to play some football. We'll put the ball in your hand. Uh, But nothing like, hey, Kenny Pickett, stay reserved or anything. So I think when I talk about that, I'm expecting the Steelers to look good again. I think that the Steelers offense could show some signs of life. Hopefully it starts with Kenny Pickett finally having some scrambles and rushing floor. That's something we've completely missed from him, especially going back to his days in college. I mean, he has wheels and he's just not using them. So that's what I'm most excited for. I am starting my Steelers. I'm using Kenny Pickett in my Superflex league that I have him in. I think that he can be startable in this game. Uh, Because, I mean, the Bengals' defense has been slightly suspect. And again, divisional matchups, I always like them. And with Jake Browning under center, I think it could just be a bit of a slugfest. Both of these teams going a little bit back and forth as subpar offenses. T. Higgins did not participate this week, so look for uh, Jamar Chase to continue to be fed. I think we could be seeing lots of Jamar Chase just design plays, whether that be screens, whether that be jet sweeps whether that be deep routes or whatever, but I do expect Jamar Chase to see at least 10 targets. I know that's not a lot. I might go as far to say Jamar Chase gets at least 15 targets in this game. I expect a huge game from him, especially if Higgins is out. When you have these backup quarterbacks go in, the wide receiver one just always gets fed. So I think Jamar Chase is someone that you, A, need to hold on to, B, try to buy as some people are trying to jump ship. I think he's still going to be fine, especially in PPR league. So I'm firing him up for sure. And if he Higgins is out, like expected, you still want to be able to start up Tyler Boyd. I think you can't, even with Browning under center. So don't panic too much. I think this could be a pretty decent game, uh, but definitely still not as exciting as it could have been if we had some Joe Burrow. The next game is the Buccaneers Colts. The Colts are favorited here by two points. I think that's fair. I think I will choose the Buccaneers to win this one. A little bit of an upset here, NFC South upset. No major injuries regarding either of these teams. I think like Drew Ogletree was the biggest one for the Colts. So, you know, see how they use their tight end, see if it's just Kylan Granson or whatever. Uh, But otherwise, I mean, this should be a pretty good game. I think easily both of these teams score over 20 points. And I think Mike Evans, of course, continues to have a good game. I think Michael Pittman will be really good as well. Uh, Jonathan Taylor should even have himself a pretty decent game. So uh, I think, again, Everyone in this one can probably be started up. I don't think there's anything really swaying me away from wanting to start any of the Colts or any of the Buccaneers. I think any of the star stud ones are probably going to be up for a good game today or Sunday. The next one is the Patriots-Giants double Super Bowl rematch here. This is Tommy DeVito Giants versus question mark led Patriots. We don't even know who the quarterback is yet. However, the Patriots are favored by three and a half points. I think that's fair. I will give it to the Patriots, mostly because of their defense. I guarantee here that Tommy DeVito does not look as good as he did last week against the Commanders. I think Tommy DeVito is going to have a very tough game. And I think the Patriots defense is someone you should easily look to start in your DST leagues. I think they're going to have a field day, to be completely honest with you. Saquon Barkley should, of course, still be fine. He's going to get a ton of volume, should get some catches and stuff. But for the rest of the Giants, I'm not starting him up. And for the Patriots, I'm probably not starting up any of them. But if I would, it would be Demario Douglas and Ramondre Stevenson, depending on the deepness of your league. Uh, But either way, I think the Patriots win it. And I think it's pretty ugly for the Giants, if I'm going to be honest with you. Not expecting a good game from them, really at all. I would be surprised if they crossed 10 points against the Patriots this week. 
The next one is Browns Broncos. This is in Denver. So the Broncos are favored by one and a half points. This will be another one of my upset picks this week. I think the Browns will go into Denver and win it. I know the Broncos have been hot, but that Browns defense is just so good. And uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, kind of impressive last week. Not the best of games, but still, I mean, got them uh, within striking distance and still looked okay. So, uh, you know, DTR looking good against the Broncos for me. Going to be starting up David Njoku for sure. Look for him to continue to be fed. If he gets another 10-plus target game, guys, David Njoku becomes more than just a buy. He becomes a screaming buy, and you need to make sure you buy David Njoku as we've had two weeks of sample sizes with DTR, and he's always the favorite target uh, in those two games. So if that continues, guys, you've got to just go pay whatever price to get Njoku, especially as the rest of the season pushes on. Uh, but look for him to have a good game, of course. And then, of course, you still want to start up your Kareem Hunts and Jerome Fords. DTR and the Browns lean on their running backs right now. So both of those guys are startable. For the Broncos side, um, honestly, I don't think I'm going to start a Bronco in this one. Uh, not a single one. I think I think Russell Wilson finally bounces back to having bad Russell Wilson. Jerry Judy hasn't been doing anything anyway. Cortland Sutton's really only getting points because of touchdowns. I think this one is an ugly game. I don't think any team crosses 20 points. And because of that, I'm going to go with the Browns. Uh, and I will be starting in Joku, Ford, Hunt, and maybe DTR and Superflex, to be completely honest with you, depending on your other options, depending on your other options. The next one is Rams-Cardinals. This one has no favor right now. It is even odds. Uh, with that being said, I will be picking the Rams. We have some injuries here that look concerning to me. Uh, Marquise Brown did not practice. Michael Wilson did not practice. And if both of those guys are out, the Cardinals do not have a good wide receiver core. We're literally just talking about Rondell Moore and Trey McBride, which is fine. But to me, that's not enough, especially with James Conner really not looking as explosive as he once did. He's, of course, still getting it done, but not quite in an explosive or exciting fashion. So I think the Rams win this game. Kyron Williams will be back. Cooper Cup should be playing. He's on track to play after picking up limited practices all week. So while we were concerned, he did get marked as day-to-day. And with him limited practicing, I think he'll be there. And so give me the full-strength Rams over the 60% Cardinals uh, in this one, even if it is in Arizona. Uh, I will say, though, I mean, definitely, uh, definitely, if Michael Wilson or Marquise Brown are out, you can start Rondale Moore. You can start Greg Dortch. Listen to me right now. If Marquise Brown and Michael Wilson are out, go pick up Greg Dortch the torch. He should have a really good game. We saw him have 70-plus yards last week and show some promise again. That was a guy that was really good connection with Kyler Murray last year, and we saw it happen last week. So if both of these wide receivers are out, I can't imagine Greg the Dortch torch doesn't continue to get it done. So look for him. And then, of course, you've got to fire up Trey McBride. I mean, I'm firing up everyone in this game. I think it'll be a good one, uh, but I am going with the Rams to win it. But yeah, start all your Cardinals that you have. Start all of your Rams that you have. They should be good. I think even Tutu Atwell. If if Cooper Cup is less than 100%, we could be seeing a little bit of a decoy cup. So, you know, Tutu Atwell and Pukunakua might be good uh, flyers and some deeper options and maybe in DFS, in my opinion. The next game we have is Chiefs Raiders. The Chiefs are actually favored by eight and a half points despite sucking the last few weeks. Nicole Hardman is not expected to play with his thumb injury. He did not practice So the Chiefs are going to be without him. Not that that's that big of a deal, uh, but still the Chiefs, eight and a half. I think the Raiders cover, but I do think the Chiefs will win this game. Uh, The Raiders playing really well. Uh, Again, you're going to start them all up. You want to start your Jacoby Myers, your Devontae Adams, your Josh Jacobs, even down to your Hunter Renfro's probably in some deeper leagues. And on the Chiefs side, kind of the same thing. I mean, you're of course starting Kelsey and Mahomes, but Rasheed Rice is probably in for a good game here. Uh, And 
that's actually probably it. Probably just Kelsey Mahomes, Rasheed Rice, and, well, Isaiah Pacheco, of course, as well. But, again, I think the Chiefs will win this game. Uh, but I do believe the Raiders will cover this one. Eight and a half just feels a bit too high for how the Raiders are playing and how the Chiefs are playing on the other side as well. The next game, we've got a massive shootout. Excited for the Bills-Eagles. This is the exact type of game where you want to start everyone. I've Actually, this slate in general, I know I've said it a lot, this slate just has a lot of good games, but it's capped off by the Bills-Eagles. Anyone in this game, James Cook, DeAndre Swift, Boston Scott maybe, right? Kez Watkins is to be activated off IR. He could probably be thrown into, into some deep league lineups, especially maybe DFS uh, with his speed and the fact that Dallas Goddard is out. Grant Calcaterra still did not practice, so it's looking like it'll just be Jack Stoll and Albert Okuik-Boonham again. Uh, if you want to take the flyer on O uh, just because in your tight in your deeper tight end leagues, sure, but we saw zero targets for him last week. I can't imagine that changes. Um, go with your Eagles. Go with your Bills. Somebody asked, can you start the Bills defense? I don't know if I'd do the Bills defense, but I might be okay starting the Eagles defense. We have seen historically defenses and DST leagues can still do good, even if it is a shootout game. Going back to, you remember that Rams-Chiefs game a few years ago with Jared Goff and Mahomes, both teams scored over 50, but both of those DSTs had touchdowns as well. So they had like 20 DST points. I, I, I It was crazy. So just because it's high scoring doesn't necessarily mean you don't have, you, you can start at one. Uh, I don't think I'd go with the Bills defense. The Eagles are just a bit too good at not turning the ball over, but I could find a case to start the Eagles defense against the Bills with the way Josh Allen turns the ball over. But I mean, Stefan Diggs, Khalil Shakir, I would not be surprised. See, this is what I like to talk about with boom bust receivers. These are the times you save them for. Gabe Davis, terrible last few weeks. No targets last week. I am starting Gabe Davis in the Bills-Eagles game. This is the exact type of game script you're going to be looking for. That's exactly when Gabe Davis shows up. So I'm starting him, starting my Eagles, starting my Bills. Going to be a fun game. Very, very excited for that one. Picking the Eagles, they're favored by three and a half. I think they do that. Uh, but I'll go with cover. I'll say the Bills cover. I say the Eagles win by exactly a field goal instead of three and a half. The next game is Ravens-Chargers, another one that should be good, but I'm going to urge some caution here. The Ravens have had a couple games this season against the Seahawks and the Lions where they just absolutely shut out the opposing offense. I would not be surprised if that happened again, given the way the Chargers are playing. I think the Ravens easily run away with this one, even with this injury news, guys. Zay Flowers did not practice this week with a hip injury, so definitely keep your eye on Zay Flowers. If he's out, it's going to be rough. We're talking about Isaiah Likely, Odell Beckham, and Rashad Bateman really being the only pass catchers. So if Zay Flowers is out, it could be a bit worse. But what I'll say about that is it just means the Lamar Jackson game. If Zay Flowers is out, look for Lamar Jackson to have over 100 rush yards and look phenomenal against the Chargers. So you're, of course, firing up your Lamar Jackson. If Zay Flowers is out, I will start my Isaiah Likely. I know all week I had been saying not to do that. Uh, but if say flowers is out, you kind of have to, because that is, you know, a ton of targets being funneled away with flowers and Andrews out. It would go to probably Charlie Kohler or Isaiah likely. So both of those guys need to be added Kohler and likely. And for the chargers, Jalen Guyton and Gerald Everett both did not practice. So look for both of them to miss this game as well. If the chargers do score some points, it's going to come from Austin Eckler and it's going to come from Keenan Allen. But like I said, I would not be surprised if this becomes a total blowout by the Ravens. 
a la the Seahawks and Lions game earlier this year where the Ravens score over 30 and the other team barely even crosses 10, if at all. I think this could be a rough one for the Chargers. And finally, we could probably see Brandon Staley get fired. That would be sweet. And the last game on the slate, that is Bears at Vikings. Uh, Going to go with the Vikings here. They're favored by three and a half. Actually, you know what? Screw it. I'm going with the Bears. The Bears win this game, and it's Justin Fields and DJ Moore. Deontay Foreman did not practice, so look for it to be Roshan and Khalil Herbert. Uh, but I think that it's going to be the Justin Fields game. We saw him come to life against the Lions, which was awesome. I think he's 100% and then some. Going to see a ton of rushes from him and just superhero plays in general. I think DJ Moore is going to be a big part of it. And maybe we see another Cole Komet game as well. Would not be surprised in the divisional matchup against the Vikings if we see uh, Cole Komet show up again with at least a touchdown. On the Vikings side, there's no Justin Jefferson more than likely. He did have another limited practice, but he's not expected to play one more week. Probably two more weeks. Well, one more week because next week's their bye, and then he'll be back in 14. Um, but for the Vikings, of course, you're starting up Hawkinson. You're starting up Dobbs. Probably starting up Madison. Uh, you can make a case to start Ty Chandler. You're, of course, starting Jordan Addison. And that's probably where I'd end it. I don't think I'm throwing K.J. Osborne into my lineup this week. So, guys, that is all the games to talk about. We'll go through and answer a couple quick questions here. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, let's see. Browning didn't look terrible. I think Chase will be fine. I'm with you. I really do think it'll be fine. Rubio asks, what happened to Jelani Woods? He actually had a setback. I don't think he's returning this year, unfortunately. Should I start Garrett Wilson or Tank Dell? Tank Dell for sure. Uh, for sure. Uh, he does have some chronic issues, Harry Snowman. He has a shoulder issue I know you've brought up with me. But Rubio, yes, it was a hamstring, but he completely tore his hamstring. It wasn't like a like a, like a a pole or whatever, uh, a, a mild strain. It was a torn hamstring, which is a lot harder to recover from, and that's why it's taken some time. To go to ask how my Thanksgiving was. It, was, it was pretty good. You know, easy day. Only had to go to two places. Usually have to go to a bit more, but this year was a bit light. Thank you for asking. Had some fun. Uh, hope you all had a good Thanksgiving as well. All right. I see a lot of start sick questions on TikTok and Instagram. I'm going to do three each. Uh, I'm going to do three each. We'll start with TikTok here. Would you start Jalen Waddle or Tank Dell? I'm going to go with Tank Dell. Uh, would you trade away Diggs and Eckler for CMC and Alave? Yes, I think I would. CMC is just a piece that you want, and Eckler has not looked as good as CMC, even if their values are pretty close. So, yeah, I think I would do that. Would you start Ramondre Stevenson or Brees Hall? I would go with Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall has a really good game on, uh, or actually it's today, a really good game today. I think it come, a lot of it could just come in garbage time, but still I think that that's going to be a pretty good one. Uh, would you start uh, Dalvin Cook versus Philadelphia or Ty Chandler versus Chi-Town? Or sorry, James Cook versus, I would go with James Cook. I would go with James Cook against the Eagles. Um, I do think that he'll have some pass catching ability. Even with a tough defensive line against the Eagles, I think James Cook will still get it done. Would you start Jalen Warren or Khalil Herbert? I think I'll go with Khalil Herbert uh, just because if there is no Deontay Foreman like it's looking like, then Khalil Herbert should get a ton of volume. Um, one last one. I know I saw it. If it'll let me scroll up. Would you start Brees Hall or Bijan? I would go with Bijan there. I mean, I want to start both, but if you've got to choose, go ahead and give me Bijan. Uh, Ebony says he likes my flower boy piece. Thank you, Ebony. That's actually, uh, my girlfriend painted it for me. It, it's me. It's me in the flower boy album cover. So thank you for, thank you for liking that. Um, cool. Would you play cup over Jonathan Taylor? No, 
No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Because I don't think Cup is going to be 100%. I mean, I still think he'll get some usage, but I don't think it's going to be like true Cooper Cup usage. I think you can get away with benching him for Jonathan Taylor, for sure. We'll see it uh, probably next week to where you can comfortably start Cooper Cup. But thank you all for tuning in. If you have more start sick questions, feel free to DM us on Instagram. Uh, I can get to those, or you can comment on TikTok, I believe, to me. Uh, one of our new guys helping out on TikTok will be answering some questions in the in the in comments going forward as well. Uh, or just tune into our Start Sit live streams. We do TikTok at 11 a.m., Instagram at 11:30, and YouTube at 12 p.m. So if you want to tune into those, we'll definitely get your questions answered. But uh, it would just we'll just do we'll have too many to talk about if I just sit here and answer Start Sit questions all day. So thank you for asking them. Love, of course, the, enth- the enthusiasm here, but. Tune into our Starts This Streams on Sunday or DM us. Uh, but thank you all for tuning in. I will see you all on Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I hope you all have a fantastic Friday, a wonderful rest of your week, and good luck in your fantasy football matchups. Peace.